0: From nuclear reactor mishaps to cancer treatment therapies, who knows if you'll be the next radioactive corpse. Welcome to PlotWoods. Hi, my is Morgan and... You know those lead x-ray vests? I love those. It's like getting a maternal hug. My name's Janelle, and I watched so many
1: videos about radiation disasters when I was researching for this that I convinced myself that there was a nuclear warfare alarm going off in the middle of the night, but it was a tornado alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This is Plot Twist Podcast, The Grave Affair. We'll be talking about everything that happens at the funeral home and beyond. And below. I don't know what that is. I was like, I'm going to make it <laughs> a new slogan today. I, I, I
0: kind of like that.
1: And below. But anyway, that wasn't a hint enough for you. We're talking about radiation and what happens after you die to a your corpse if it's
0: radioactive. And to people around your corpse. Into the ground, into your family members, into society as a whole. Yeah. Will you be the cause of the end of the world? Maybe.
1: I mean, what not. more can we hope for for a corpse, you know, to be like the harbinger of death for everybody else?
0: <laughs> Is that a hopeful thing, though? <laughs> what more could we hope for? Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. Richard Leroy McKinley was killed in the United States' first fatal nuclear accident in 1961. He and two of his co-workers were checking on a nuclear reactor at the power plant they worked at in Idaho. One of them lifted the control rod too far out of its vessel, even though he had done this many times in the past. This caused a major criticality event, killing all three of them. Because Richard was a Navy electrician, he was honored with a burial at Arlington National Cemetery. Aww. To prevent his radioactive corpse from contaminating the ground, his casket was lined with lead, then sunk into concrete. The coffins themselves rest in metal vaults 10 feet deep in the ground, which is quite a bit deeper than we would dig a regular grave.
1: Yeah. I feel like from what I was reading recently, like six feet is generous.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought it was maybe, like, three to five feet is typical. Mm-hmm. Even though we always say, like, what is Six it? Feet Six feet under. Six feet under. So, ten feet is quite a lot. So, they did take that precaution. According to the record, the cemetery holds, the body holds long-life radioactive isotopes and cannot be moved from its location in Section 31 of the cemetery without contacting the Atomic Energy Commission.
1: Damn. So we have to go see this, right?
0: Yeah, it's in section thirty-one. Right. I'm sure a lot of people probably go there.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, this, this is such is a dark unique...
0: tourism type stuff.
1: Do you know anything other than what we looked at? Because the site you looked at was mostly about like the grave, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this criticality accident? Because it's wild.
0: So, from what I was reading, they think that it was suicide.
1: Wow. Because I
0: think... You're that, really going to take other people with you?
1: Well, apparently... You know, I mean, that's
0: hor- it's horrible.
1: Apparently, there was some tension between the three guys who were there.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, and the one guy just found out that his wife was leaving him, and then the, the one guy didn't really like the other guy, and it was like this whole thing. Oh, I didn't
0: read that deep into it. All yeah. I read was that it was... They thought a suicide attempt, but it's turned to sound like...
1: Who knows? I mean, it, this, I went down this rabbit hole. It is wild. I had actually thought about talking about this body retrieval for the episode, mm-hmm. but it was so graphic that I was like, we can't even cover this. I don't even want to talk about it. Because The body retrieval, was the, the scene was so graphic.
0: I did not look into that, so now I'm a little curious. Can you just give me a quick rundown? So basically, they
1: have to pull this little control rod uh-huh. out and it's supposed to vent the system the reactor okay, yeah and it only is supposed to come out a certain amount like of height or else it opens up i'm like not a physicist here but it opens up the reactor too much and allows that like the nuclear reaction to fully happen to a critical level and so this guy like apparently pulled it pretty far out and from what they were able to like figure, there was one guy that pulled it, the other guy was standing over it. He got shot up to the ceiling. Well, he actually got shot up by the control rod pinned to the ceiling because there's just all of this steam. The, the t- first two guys died immediately, and then there was a third guy who was alive when they tried to rescue them. but they only could go in a few minutes at a time because it was so the radia- like, radiation levels were so high and he's just like moaning and he eventually died once they tried to give him the treatment but
0: oh that's horrible so
1: graphic i was like oh my god this makes me sick for the americas first nuclear fatality
0: damn it's a doozy damn i didn't realize he was pinned to the ceiling mm
1: hmm yeah, I went through a whole video of this, and this is the right reason why I can't sleep.
0: Is it like a guy, almost like a geyser? With yeah. The heat coming out.
1: Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Like, like.
0: Oh my gosh! And to think that this was purposeful. So they probably knew better than anybody what would potentially happen, and what did happen.
1: Right, because yeah, that's the thing is that they're not sure because the only people who can tell us are now unfortunately dead, but. They should have known.
0: Why was that a manual thing?
1: That's another great question.
0: I mean, it was 1961. It was a while ago, but they had like machines that.
1: It was a smaller reactor, so I'm not sure if that's the case because it was such a small reactor, but it obviously this had big consequences. just doesn't feel like
0: a place where there should be room for human error.
1: No, no. And that's just setting yourself up for that.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that was a little side street. I just had to share that because that's what kept me up at night.
0: Well, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. (laughs) Yup.
1: Thanks to all this, we've been wondering what happens to an actively radioactive person when they die. Because we always have a lot of questions about death. This seems like something that would only be a problem after a freak nuclear accident like in the story morgan just told but radiation exposure from corpses is actually more common than you would think before we get into it as i'm sure everybody listening already knows this is not going to be medical advice i am not a radiation nurse this is just for fun this is just sharing some knowledge that i found and i don't think anyone takes us seriously on the show anyway, as they shouldn't. The type of radiation for cancer treatment that most people think of doesn't pose a risk for exposure to other people. A patient receives a very targeted dose of radiation to a specific area of the body to kill off the cancer cells, which only lasts a couple minutes, if that. When I found out how long it takes for a patient to go through radiation, I was shocked. It's like 30 seconds for some patients.
0: You know, I just didn't really know much about it until mm-hmm. kind of doing some research for this episode. I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think... I thought they were in the hospital all day doing this. mm And it makes sense now that I'm learning more about it that it would not be a long exposure, but...
1: I know. I was shocked. I, 30 I, seconds. I know. I work in a, um oncology infusion center, so I do chemotherapy, but I shadowed over down the hall in radiation and that's when i was shocked to find out that they like literally come in put them in for like get everything all lined up and the checks and everything take the longest and they just zap them and they leave they come some people come like every day like five days a week to come get radiated for like a minute
0: interesting so is it a special room that's kind of off it's on topic. Whatever is it a special room that they go into, or is it kind of like when you get an X-ray?
1: Yeah, it's like that. There's a actually a lead door between the room and the outside, and there's it's pretty. It's like a separate wing. It's really mm-hmm. not that far away, but it, they're very strict about who's allowed to go back there. Obviously, because it's
0: I wonder radiation. If they monitor staffs radiation levels on like a regular basis.
1: Um, not there, because nobody's in the room with the patient when they're being radiated. Mm. Yeah, so they step out, they have cameras in a window, and they're able to watch the patient when they get radiated. So ideally, you're not exposed to any radiation at all.
0: Interesting.
1: But there are some cases where we do have to monitor staff for radiation. For example, brachytherapy, which is when the radioactive source is actually placed inside the patient's body. There's a few different ways to do this. Um, We're gonna focus on mainly two types. One is gonna be using seeds. This is usually used in like prostate cancer and they have these like little teeny tiny radioactive seeds that they place in and around the prostate. And over time, they will lose, you know, their radioactivity as like any radioactive source does. It will become less and less radioactive. But they work very, very in a very, very small radius. So that's why you put a whole bunch of them in there. Mm-hmm. They work very, very closely to that radius to kill off the cancer cells directly. But it kind of limits how much radiation is coming off of that person's body because it's really only in that direct area that they're receiving the radiation, if that makes sense. Um, the only time that I think this might be able to to pose a risk is when they're doing like an autopsy and they actually have to go in and actually expose that area Mm -hmm. and maybe like handle organs more directly at that time. Then I can see it being more of a risk for exposure to death workers.
0: Right. I mean, would it be, it seems like it would be a risk to the medical staff when they're placing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: (laughs) Once they're placed, compared to the other types of internal radiation I'm going to talk about it's a pretty low risk of actually exposing other people to radiation. The other type of brachytherapy I'm going to talk about is low dose rate brachytherapy. So in this they place a device inside the patient near the tumor that releases a relatively lower dose of radiation which is much higher than say the radioactive seeds but compared to other doses Right. It's a little bit lower, so it has to be left in from one to seven days.
0: Okay. This is
1: used a lot in gynecologic cancers. I only cared for a patient with this one time, and it was very briefly. Like, I just took them up from surgery. But basically, they place it usually up in, like, the vagina, near the cervix, wherever the cancer may be, and they leave the the device in there, and it will release radiation for a few days. The patient has to be hospitalized because it's not safe for them to be exposing other people to the amount of radiation they're going to get. After the predetermined amount of days, they take the radioactive source out, and then after that, the patient is no longer radioactive.
0: Oh, so immediately.
1: Immediately, yeah. So it's basically that source, that device that's Mm -hmm. radioactive. So if it's not there, the patient's not radioactive. They have a lot of precautions in place for a patient like this. And this is another little rabbit hole I went down going through my hospital's policies and patient education. <laughs> I was so fascinated because I worked on um, bone marrow transplant, leukemia, lymphoma. So we didn't do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole new world for me and I it it's is interesting. It's really
0: interesting.
1: So the staff has to wear a dosimeter badge like you're talking about that measures how much radiation the person has been exposed to. So they're able to see have I been spending too much time in this room? They usually recommend 30 minutes per an eight hour shift for direct patient care, which is not really a lot. No. They said two hours absolute max. But they will set up lead shields in the room. So if you're standing behind the lead shield, you're okay. Well,
0: the the patients who have this device in, I'm are they just in the regular part of the hospital is just like a whole wing of patients who have this device would you say or would you?
1: they're think? in the regular part of the hospital they okay. do them on yeah they do them on one floor specifically at our this is just our hospital policy and there's two rooms that they use specifically mm-hmm. at like the end of the hallways oh, so they okay. try to so give it's them not in. like a
0: bunch of people because I want to say how no. can a nurse like just come in for 30 minutes and have to be like I gotta go now
1: no yeah exactly they try to rotate staff members as well. So it's not okay. the same person caring for them every day. And gotcha. yeah, it's gonna be their one patient that ha- is undergoing brachytherapy. All their other patients are gonna be okay. other types of okay. surgeries and stuff, yeah.
0: That makes more sense.
1: Right, because that would be almost impossible
0: That's what to limit your exposure. Do do that? Okay, okay, okay.
1: So also, this was, I was like, wow, this is getting serious. The unit has to have a Geiger counter on hand.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, they're saying something about after the patient leaves. They have to, like, use the Geiger counter to make sure the room is all clear from any sources of radiation.
0: Oh. That's interesting because once the device is gone...
1: Right. How do they
0: dispose of the device?
1: Right. I'm like, I don't... Well, here's another fun thing. They go in the OR. They put to place and remove the device. But Mm -hmm. the device, since it just really is usually in somebody's vagina, it can become dislodged, unfortunately. Uh, so, <laughs> this is literally terrifying. They keep tongs in a little radiation proof container, like have it on hand somewhere. So if it comes out, you're supposed to use the tongs, to pick it up, put it in the container. Can you imagine how fast I would shit my pants if my patient was like, hey, my implants sitting on the bed and I realized I had to be the one to pick it up with a pair of fucking tongs.
0: Oh, my gosh. Hard no. Hard no. <sighs> That's... I mean, it makes sense because there's not a lot of places it can go but out. Right.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Don't,
0: Don't like that. Yeah.
1: Another type of internal radiation treatment that's used for cancer is lutetium 177 or the brand name Lutathera. this is an iv radionuclide and it's used to treat a very specific type of cancer it's a gastrointestinal neuroendocrine tumor it's a rare type of cancer i have cared for patients that have these um, they're very hard cancers to treat basically These neuroendocrine tumors have a high number of a particular cell receptor. And Lutathera binds to these receptors so that the cell lets it in and then it releases radiation and destroys the cell. Just
0: like medical stuff is so crazy.
1: It's so crazy. We can use other medications to kind of target that, that receptor as well. But for this to actually specifically send radiation to that cell to directly
0: destroy it is crazy. Who came up with this one? I mean, that's fascinating. That's fucking genius. It doesn't even sound real when you're explaining it. No, it really doesn't. And this is
1: another thing I took care of one patient who had this, but I only prepped them to go get this. So it was when I was shadowing downtown in their infusion center. We give the nurses, you know, prep the patient and send them in. And then the radiation team does all the rest of the work. The nurses don't handle the ludathera itself because it's radioactive material. So the radiation. There
0: are no nurses on the radiation team?
1: Uh, I think they might have one. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, downtown people. There's a whole other vibe down there. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And <laughs> no, when my friend works downtown, and we were just talking about this, and, like, all the amazing new things that, they, that c- cancer research has come up with. But she said, again, there's not the whole lot that we do, pull the IV at the end, yada, yada, yada. But she said that the number one thing that they really teach patients is to look out for their urine, and their urine is going to be the most radioactive part of them the most dangerous part mm. of them and it's the same with chemotherapy is that we really watch out for those bodily fluids so when you go home don't share a bathroom for like seven days three to seven days
0: what if you only have one bathroom
1: then you close the lid you should also be closing the lid when you flush anyway and wipe down the toilet seat and throw it away Throw the toilet seat it's away? The, the toilet seat, no, throw away the wife. I don't know why I oh. had to say throw it away. because like, like wow, obviously you better
0: prepare for a lot of toilet seats. Obviously,
1: to... you would throw the wife away. I don't know why I said
0: that. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was the toilet seat. That was my bad. <laughs> I don't know
1: why I said the white
0: thing. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, so they, they
1: basically go to the radiation department. They sit after the, receiving the treatment and wait a little bit until the, the few hours while the radiation, while they become less radioactive, I guess
0: and then I don't know why I just imagine somebody sitting in like the radioactive room is just like glowing I know they're not but in my mind I'm like I just imagine somebody with like a yellow aura
1: I'm picturing them in like the Monsters Inc. suits and using a got your counter and being like okay you're good to go oh my gosh
0: <laughs> man I wonder if that radiation how much do you think the radiation team is getting paid to risk their lives like that probably not much probably not enough it's a high-risk job. I know. Not if you're careful
1: is the idea, I think. I think that's the attitude.
0: That's not the attitude I would have when I was negotiating my salary. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> okay.
1: So once they leave, their radiation levels are technically considered safe to be in the general public. But for three days, they should avoid public transportation when possible, keep people within a three radius of them sleep in a separate bed than anyone they normally sleep in a bed with for seven days or longer if there's a child or pregnant or whatever. And radiation may be de- detected in urine for up to thirty days after getting ludothera.
0: Wow, it's yeah. a long time.
1: It is a long time. It is a long time. So, it's a lot of toilet seats. So, <laughs> a lot of toilet seats to throw away. <laughs> So, you can see how that can definitely pose a risk to people who are handling these bodies after death if they've recently had lutathera or right. maybe if they still have an implant in place. Which, are, the implant side note is supposed to be removed at the bedside if the patient unfortunately does pass away before the patient even
0: leaves the room. But we know how healthcare is. But yeah, and that's I the feel scary thing like- you know these things can be missed. Yeah, that's the really scary easily. thing. Easily,
1: right? So that, that there's some definitely some room for death
0: workers to be exposed to radiation. Absolutely. Naturally, there's a huge risk to death workers dealing with a radioactive des- decedent. <laughs> I wanted to say descendant. <laughs> this-
1: You did good, though. I had no idea you were going to say something else in your brain. A
0: radioactive decedent. Whether there was a contamination accident or the person has actively been being treated with internal radiation, they've got to watch out. (laughs) An internal brachiotherapy device would be removed shortly after death. We hope. We hope, ideally. They're supposed to. (laughs) But it's not possible to remove the source of radiation with ludifera, or radiation seeds. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, an autopsy should be avoided if at all possible. If the body does need autopsied, a health physicist should be consulted to figure out the safest way to go about it. Usually patients who recently received internal radiation are safe to autopsy. But they need to make sure to properly dispose of radioactive sources from the body.
1: So I feel like it's good to have the health physicist there regardless. Yeah. Just in case. Just so not-
0: in case. Lots of things can be missed in healthcare.
1: W- theme of today, man. Yeah. I actually got to meet our um, radiation physicist. Ooh, I feel like they're pretty cool. He's so freaking cool, actually. I mean, I've, I've met him on unit because we share a lot of spaces with Mm -hmm. them but when I was shadowing he's like do you want to see the computer stuff and he's like explaining stuff to me and he like explained it so clearly but I'm like I know that this man is so much unbelievably much smarter than I can even conceptualize (laughs) it's so awesome they're able like the way that they're able to take radiation and shape it to the patient's body and he knows exactly how deep it's going to go by how how much radiation they're going to get and how far the atoms travel i mean i'm like you're it is what a cool job oh
0: this sounds like when i was reading through doing research there was one article that just frustrated me because there was a lot of a lot of like math mm-hmm. <laughs> and they could even tell and he probably could do this in two seconds mm-hmm. how much radiation exposure you would get if you were around somebody with a certain radiation level for this many minutes you need a Randy to Even explain it, to Even depending you. on like the how close you were, how far away you were, I'm like.
1: Yeah, that's but he probably amazing. his brain would be like a little calculator.
0: When the body gets to the funeral home, once again, exposure should be limited. The funeral director can opt to skip embalming and bury the patient as soon as possible, as long as the family does not object. Bodies with internal radiation should not be cremated cremation runs the risk of exposure when the vapors travel out the ventilation shaft into the community into our homes and into our lungs That was dramatic. I liked it though. When we the crematory a- operator <laughs> when the crematory operator is pulverizing the leftover bones and when the family receives the cremains including things like radiation seeds or other radioactive material that weren't destroyed They should be buried in a sealed metal casket. You may think that a lead coffin would be the way to go with a situation like this, but the CDC states that the lead would be more of an environmental risk than the radiation. Possibly the most shocking thing I learned. Same! Honestly. I thought that this would be a
1: huge issue. I'd be like, they can't be buried
0: underground,
1: they can't be buried in a regular coffin... As long as it's sealed in metal, apparently
0: that's fine. Yeah, apparently it's not as big of a deal as I assumed that it was. There's a very minimal risk of radiation contaminating groundwater or the environment with burial as long as the water is kept out of the coffin. Keep in mind these guidelines are up to judgment depending on how long ago the patient was treated. The CDC has a chart on burial recommendations based on how radioactive the patient is.
1: Okay, so I tried to like look at the chart and be like, okay, how much radiation does, Lutathera, a ludothera patient give off? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like convert from like millisieverts to like, um, grays. It's imp- I-, I had
0: no idea what I was doing. Absolutely. So not. the chart's not going to be useful to anybody, but the people who need yeah, need like the it. radioactive radioactive the radial physicist. Yeah, those people. Professionals. The, the oh. health physicist. Yeah, back
1: guy. I mean, maybe if you had a Geiger counter, make things a lot easier than me trying to just kind of go should off. I they have
0: their own calculator. Oh, yeah. They, you know, you could just go online and be like, tip calculator, why can't you do radiation calculator? Well, there
1: is one, but it's a little bit different, because I guess, from what I was looking into, they don't directly correlate to one another, mm. which I'm like, this, I don't, I don't understand this. There's so much about radiation, it's so intimidating, because there's so much about it that goes like right over my head. Mm-hmm.
0: There's too much math in it for me.
1: Yep. Yeah, physics is just absolutely something I can't wrap my brain around. Once you're throwing
0: numbers at me, I'm out. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't. Not for me. But you can go ahead with a funeral really as normal in these situations. Honestly, you know, I was reading you can even do open casket. You can have people come in and touch the hands, touch the body. Depending, I mean, if they didn't have like a huge amount of radiation, if it's like a smaller dosage with some of the medications and treatments, no big deal. Yeah,
1: I think it's only in cases of a severe criticality event where the patient is receiving tons and tons of radiation Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be able to touch it or open the cat open you know do an open casket but they put all of that in the chart which i thought was really interesting
0: although we can't figure out the <laughs> right, those, right. So.
1: but i'm sure the <laughs> people who need to can right
0: uh, I'm, I'm just joshua
1: off the street i don't know back in 2019 a 69 year old man passed away during the course of treatment for pancreatic cancer He came to the emergency room with low blood pressure and unfortunately died two days later. Like many other corpses in America, he was cremated, that was it, you know, yada, 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 everyday stuff. Shortly after, his oncology team and their hospital's radiation safety department were notified that he died. They reached out to the funeral home and were horrified to find out that the man was already cremated. The problem was that he was treated with Lutathera just three days before he died. And if you remember, the three, during that three-day period, the patient is still supposed to limit exposure to other people. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of in that hot window right there. One month after his last treatment date, the crematorium was tested for radiation at various spots. I cannot figure out why they waited a month to do this
0: i don't know maybe they didn't have any protocol lined up for this particular situation maybe they don't normally have people that just go out and do this i don't know okay can you fit this in your schedule i don't know yeah i
1: guess who's like who's like the radiation geiger town maybe they
0: just weren't sure because nothing like this had really happened before if it was even necessary
1: Well, the results came back and they weren't great. They weren't awful, but they weren't great. Traces of lutetium-177 were found in the cremator oven, on the bone crusher, and in the vent where the smoke from the radiation just escapes into the community and into their lungs, like you said. They also tested the crematory operator's urine, and his urine was negative for lutetium-177, but oddly, it was positive for another radioisotope, technetium 99M. This particular isotope is often used in specific medical tests and procedures, but when they asked the operator about it, he said he had never had any of these types of procedures that needed this. An article in the Journal of the American Medical Association suggests that he may have been exposed to TC-99M from another cremated individual. So not only may he have been exposed to this Lutothera, but also another radioisotope. And that brings up a whole other thing that I had not even considered radioactive isotopes from medical testing, like radioactive iodine Mm. with patients being tested for thyroid problems.
0: Do... I can't remember, do they think it was from one other specific person that was cremated, or do they think it was multiple people over multiple years?
1: They think it's probably from another specific person, but they have okay. no idea who. I mean, that's just, a, that's just a, like a conjecture, because mm-hmm. they really don't know why this isotope is in this man's urine. So it's a little concerning.
0: And who it's knows, maybe, maybe it's not from the funeral I feel like it probably is, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know where else he would have been exposed to it. I don't know what he does in his spare time. He just hops over the fence to the hospital and
0: gets his feet wet and all the radiation. Well, funeral directors will oftentimes go to hospitals to pick up patients.
1: So maybe while he's there, he's like, let me go get a little (laughs) bit of Technetium 99M for Papa. I'm just
0: craving it.
1: I'm just craving that mineral. It's drug of choice (laughs) oh god the worst drug of choice oh my gosh luckily the levels of radiation weren't likely to be harmful in this case but personally I would prefer to not be exposed to any unidentified radiation
0: right like I know they say it's not harmful level but I feel like having any level of radiation at all is just not good for your body yeah
1: I'm just not a fan
0: I don't believe that a little bit is not harmful Right. I mean, they're like... In some way. Right.
1: I mean, unless it's, like, less than an x-ray or less than the sun. But I still... I don't want it. If I don't need it, I don't want it. In Arizona, the state where this incident occurred, there are no laws requiring doctors or hospitals to inform funeral homes or crematories of possibly radioactive bodies that they are sending them. The doctors in this case... Yeah.
0: This is... Insane.
1: There are some states that require it, so it's
0: it's I like one of those things. Be that's... An overall general requirement because even you know I looked up some information that was from the fifties, and they were tagging everybody in and out of the hospital. Their like medical forms would have stamps on them. It was like, like that. They were
1: they were state radiation. The,
0: yes. Yes. And so, this is just surprising to me that there was no indication at all. Especially if they're picking them up from the hospital. Like, if they died in the hospital. Yeah,
1: I mean, but it was not the same encounter as when he got his Ludacera. So, the staff taking care of him probably didn't understand that he had radioactive isotopes in his body that either. That's wild. Yeah.
0: That'd be on somebody's chart
1: but if you don't if you don't know what ludothera is you wouldn't know because it's a very niche drug, even in oncology
0: well shit
1: mm-hmm yeah so the, then, then that's another thing that communication in healthcare is so important but luckily in this case, the doctors just happen to be you know have enough integrity to tell the funeral home, the crematorium, that mm-hmm. this guy would be dangerous to cremate. There are some states with these laws, so I'm like, it's just, it's, it's not even just overlooking it. It's just people don't, states don't want to. I mean,
0: at this point, maybe the funeral director should be just asking families point blank, you know, has your loved one received any kind of radiation?
1: Right, because at this point, if people aren't gonna do their job to protect you. Yeah.
0: You know, I wonder if a lot of places do in, like, the forms that family members will fill out. Oh. That would be smart. I know that you have to fill, I just wonder if that's part of it. Or not. Or, I mean, I guess if they don't have a family member, but like, that should be somebody's job to reach out.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point.
0: What about with all the, this is a whole other side thing, so you can delete it. but like green burials like what if somebody has been treated and has radiation within their body but they're not even being put in a casket or anything they're just being put in a shroud in the ground
1: right because then then it would be exposing groundwater to Mm -hmm. radiation
0: probably a very small amount but still
1: yeah but the cdc and the um Department of Health and Human Services specifically says no green burial.
0: Well for I for anyone who's be received. a green burial, so I just guess I can't ever get any kind of radiation.
1: Yeah, i be mean, like, leave me alone. Well, I mean if it's out of your system, you're fine. So just like don't die <laughs> while it's don't in your system. Die. Just hang on there. <laughs> I mean you can get regular radiation. You just can't get like a like a IV radiation.
0: That's some serious shit. It's not wild. It is wild
1: just blows my mind damn you could put radioactive isotopes in your veins I don't want them yeah no thanks
0: no thank you that can't make you feel very good
1: I can't imagine it does Ugh. I think it would just like mess with my brain like psychologically but like, there's like there goes the radiation, and it doesn't look like anything, but I feel like it should be green and glowing. and
0: Right? Yeah. <sighs> Jeez Louise. If this was me, I would just constantly buy everything glow-in-the-dark to, like, freak <laughs> people out. Like, glow-in-the-dark cups to put my, like, water in. Or the kind where they, yeah, yeah, like, you know, the glow-in- so everybody has, like, a cup of mine's glowing. <laughs> right. Or the, like, face paint that you did for our, um...
1: When I was one of the radium girls for Halloween? Yes! That was my best costume ever. ever.
0: That was great. But I feel like I would try to freak people out.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I'm real-ass radioactive. What
0: else do you have to live for at that point? Don't! (laughs) (laughs) You gotta have a little fun! You might die, you gotta have a little fun.
1: If you're not laughing, you're crying. You're not
0: crying, you're dying. Dying. <laughs>
1: hey, so yeah, I mean crying's better than dying. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so if you haven't noticed, we're not physicists, we don't understand radiation that well. If you
0: haven't noticed, um, so. my name is Doctor Morgan Looper. you have any questions about radiation, please call me <laughs> to discuss them. My hourly rate is $327. Very specific, I know.
1: That's what all the, the radiation physicists are uh, charging these days. Probably more. Probably, I don't Listen, know. Listen,
0: I'm a discount. I'm a discount girl over <laughs> right
1: here. I got all of my degree on YouTube in the past week.
0: Yeah. Why go to medical school and spend all that money when I can learn everything I need to mm-hmm. know on YouTube. TikTok even. Forget YouTube, it's just TikTok. It's like the thirty second right. education channel. That's all you need. It's all I need.
1: I'm sorry if we did like said anything wrong. Like we the wrong terminology. I'm coming at this from a healthcare perspective. I'm also coming at it at a as a dumb person's
0: perspective. <laughs> We're not dumb. I feel like we know a lot more now. We're smart now. Than probably most people.
1: Yeah, the average show are so smart. <laughs> Let us know because I have some other radiation stories. We have some other radiation stories in our back pockets that have to do with death and radiation. So if you're interested, we could revisit
0: in the future. If you're Hold obsessed. on just one second. Didn't you say that your grandma got oh my radiation? God. I can't believe I forgot to talk about this yeah this is i was waiting for you oh to bring my this God. up
1: i was like so excited to talk about this yes my She's grandma still alive yes my grandma is 84 i think um, you're looking
0: at me for confirmation <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I have no idea my
1: grandma is the greatest ever but when she i just found this out like fucking two weeks ago when she was a teenager she received radiation to her face for her acne did it help I don't, know, I don't know. Honestly, I was like so beyond that that I didn't even ask. She was kind of paranoid about it years later, like in her thirties and forties, mm-hmm. when these late-term radiation side effects tend to turn up for cancer patients. Yeah, her thyroid issues, um, things like that. She was always nervous about because she was like, "I got fucking radiation to the face as a teenager." Did
0: she say much about how that went? no look like how long you got to ask her how long know, was her exposure i
1: forgot to ask her when she was there my family told me this story and i was like what what
0: what i need to I'm gonna see her on sunday can you like update this yeah i'll update it with her story
1: because i'm like why the fuck
0: yeah i mean did it help how long yeah. was the exposure how many times did she do this i mean does she have glowing skin now and this is just the secret
1: her skin is actually pretty nice We have really bad acne in our family, so I can see maybe if she had really bad acne as a child. And this probably was not the typical treatment, but...
0: Damn.
1: Damn, Damn
0: Daniel. Damn, Daniel. This feels like a late night commercial. Like, 1-800 call for your (laughs) radiation therapy, and then they're just showing, like, glowing fake, like,
1: Photoshop faces. Right. This was... Okay, let me think. This was in the... I think we decided that it was in the late 50s probably, mid to late 50s.
0: Man, they were using radiation for everything back then. Well, that's the thing is it was like a new technology. So like, well, guess we'll try it on whatever and see if it works. Right,
1: without realizing what the long – because radiation treatments have a lot of long-term side effects that don't come up for years and years and years. And then they see that and she's like, well, good thing I got radiation for my acne. She's fine, though. I mean, obviously, she's 84. She's got
0: glowing skin now, so heck. Yeah, her
1: skin's pretty nice, so maybe. I've been spending a lot of money on these uh, facials lately, so maybe I should just switch gears a little bit. I've
0: never heard of this, so I don't think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think dermatologists do this. No,
1: No way. No way.
0: This caused a major criticality event, killing all three of them. Did I say that too cheery? <laughs> Did I say that a little
1: too cheery? But once it's placed, they're kind of, what are you doing? You're so cute. I'm going to eat you up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at official underscore plot twist pod. And email us at number one plot twist at gmail.com. That's N U M B E R 1 P L O T T W I S T at gmail.com. Music credits to Matthew Modena and resources are in the description.